Hi party people, you're listening to the TMS podcast with me, Lisa May. Okay, and we're live. So welcome Jackie. Thank you so much for taking part in one of the TMS guest speakers. Um, it's Tia, it's Jackie from Bailey and Rue, who is going to talk to us today about just the all the branding and all the importance of it and your website and everything else when it comes to running um, a small business i know that um, a lot of people definitely put this at the end of their priority list when really it needs to be so much higher on their list particularly when we think about consumers now and um you know they buy into their brands they don't just shop from them they buy into them so um so welcome jackie thank you so much for taking the time thank and you. first of all just why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah, so I'm Jackie. I am a brand expert and product photographer and I work mainly with product-based businesses to help them to really elevate their brand, attract their dream clients and obviously make more money. Tick, tick, tick. That's what we like. <laughs> <laughs> elevate their brand and take more money. What is not to love? Um, so how long have you worked in branding and photography? So as my own business, I've been going for just over a year, but I have only ever worked in product branding. So mm -hmm. as soon as I left school, I got into visual merchandising, then went on to studio management for an advertising photography studio where we did product photography. I worked in website design, graphic design. So basically my whole like working career, so it's over 16 years. Um, so I just love that I can combine all of my skills and experience that I've learned in my working career as a self-employed business so I can provide that service for other people. Yeah, and I think I can relate to that in a sense of it's also just nice to work with a different type of person because obviously in the yeah. corporate rat race, there is a certain type of person and a certain type of politics and <laughs> jumping um so yeah it must i know that you obviously do work for you know multiple size businesses but it must be nice to just be able to dip your toe into that small business area as well definitely yeah it's really really rewarding as well especially when a lot of my clients are kind of one woman or one man band so yeah. they're trying to do everything be their own marketer and advertising and admin like everything in between as well as create or sell their products so yeah to be able to give so much value to these independent businesses is really really rewarding yeah it means so much more to just take one yeah. of their hats off of them because they're wearing millions of hats exactly um, what would you say is probably you know the one thing that you just love about what you do more than anything is it working with the small businesses um i think for me because i'm creative anyway always have been i love the actual side of designing like bringing my creative eye and skill to be able to transform businesses but i think for me the most rewarding thing that i love the most about my business is seeing the transformation that it makes in my clients so yeah. For me, it's not just about creating a pretty logo or doing nice photos. It's about that transformation in their confidence and going from feeling really stuck and maybe like a hobbyist or just not attracting the right people and feeling like they're doing everything right, but they're just not getting anywhere. So to then give them this amazing amount of confidence that they have in their brand and excitement to see where it's going to go just makes it like amazing for me. That's my favorite thing about what I do anyway. Yeah, I love that. And I, I catch people up sometimes and they'll be like, Oh, I'm, I'm just, I just make candles or I just do this. And I'll say to them, no, you, you have to act like the business that you want to be. And I do think that your, 
you know, your branding and your website and everything like that plays such a part in what you think of your business. So it, and I think, you know, they do, oh, I'm just a side hustle. Oh, I just do it part time. And it's probably because they don't necessarily have the confidence in their own branding and what they're putting out to the world. So yeah, I can totally relate to that. And I think that that actually is probably something that a lot of our listeners can really resonate with. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, the other thing is a lot of people, particularly if they're making something, like there is a skill there. So whether you've spent weeks or months or years learning how to do that, that is an incredible skill and not everybody can do it. So a lot of my clients do hand make their products. So I have a lot of cake designers that spent hours and hours creating these incredible cakes. I can't decorate a cake to save my life. but I can't cook, let alone make a cake, <laughs> uh, decorate a cake. <laughs> <laughs> to see the talent that they have and then they just call themselves, I'm a cake maker or I make yeah. cakes. Like, no, you're nuts. You're amazing. You are a designer. Like, you make these bespoke cakes. It's incredible. So just for, I think it's, that realization that actually they are amazing, that they are an expert in what they do, even if there's other people that are maybe further ahead than them, yeah. they still need to see themselves as an expert because they absolutely are. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, most definitely. So let's get into a little bit more of the nitty gritty. What um, are the essential assets that you need for branding? So the essential assets are your brand identity. So this is going to be your logo design, which would usually be in a couple of different formats. So whether it's landscape, portrait, square, whatever shape, you'd normally have a couple of different versions. Um, it would be any submarks or graphics, any textures, backgrounds, patterns, um, and your brand fonts and color palette as well. So it's all of those key assets that would form your logo design and all the other graphic elements that you would need because mm -hmm. once you have that in place you can follow that through to everything else so whether it's your product photography your graphics for social media any print ads um, photography backgrounds like literally every single other touch point of your customer's journey with you so even their packaging you can then just follow that through into everything so your brand identity is absolutely essential and does it really start with that logo? Is that kind of where everything has to come from? Yes, yeah, so a lot of people misunderstand that branding is more than your logo. So a lot of people will jump straight into creating a logo design. I did this myself for my own business and it's not always the best thing to do because you need to work on who it is you're targeting, what it is you want to get across to your audience and what kind of message are you getting across. And to create a brand that fits with that, because that is what your audience are going to resonate with and want to buy from. So it's how you build that like, note and trust with your customers. So in order to have a strong brand, it's not just a case of having a pretty logo because yeah. anybody, any business can start with a logo. But if you've got a brand that becomes recognisable to your audience, that's how you're going to set yourself apart from your competitors. And I suppose lots of small businesses may just go in grab a logo from anywhere and then actually their business is then dictated by that a little bit they think that that's exactly. the journey that they need to take whereas actually there's probably a lot of a lot more sort of like I don't want to say the word emotional but there is a lot more work that has to a lot more deep um deep diving into what your business is about than sort of where that comes from so no I know again I think I think I would have been I definitely would have been at fault of that do you know what I mean and, and I I will put my hands up and say that I haven't necessarily had um, I mean my business is six months old I haven't done a fat lot around branding at all yeah. but I think that's probably because 
my business is only six months old. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I need to figure out what my business is about and where, you know, what that looks like. And then I am a total believer in, in, you know, getting all of that good stuff that I'm really, you know, aware of and solidify it all and be like, right, this is a reflection of me in wonderful digital print graphic design form. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people kind of go for the logo and then just it, like it just falls into other yeah, stuff, absolutely. which isn't what I think. Do. Well, it depends on what stage you're at. So a lot of people, when they start their own business, it will be very much kind of a side hustle that they're doing around their full-time job. So it might be that you're at a point where it's not really seen as a proper job and you kind of feel like it's a bit of a hobby. You're making a bit of money from it and that's great. So in that sense, because you're kind of finding your feet, working out what it is you actually want to be doing and who you want to be targeting, a lot of those beginning stages are a bit of trial and error. So in that case, you can absolutely start with a logo design just so you've got something mm-hmm. in order to find your feet. And then once you know exactly where it is you want to go, you know who you want to target and you want to get to that point where you're able to increase your prices and charge your worth and be recognized by your audience, then it's time to look at your branding properly. But it's very, very hard if you're literally thinking, I'm going to set up a candle business and I need to get this amazing branding done because you don't necessarily know exactly who it is you're going to be targeting. So it is kind of making that hobby to business transition as well. And not to deviate too far away from the questions, but I just want to ask, I'm, I'm guessing that that's something that you really take your clients on a journey with you then really sort of support them through the figuring out the, you know, what yeah. they want. And cause I think that's so, like, we don't all necessarily know, or maybe we do know, but we just don't know how to articulate it very well. So I'm guessing yeah. that's part of your journey with your clients. Yeah, definitely. So there is a bit of mentoring in there as well. And I personally won't create any designs. Like I will not even get my design sketchbook out at all until I know about that business. I know where they want to go, what their goals are, who it is they're targeting. Because without knowing that, yes, I could go and create an amazing logo and a lovely colour palette, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the right fit for that business. So for me as a designer, it's really important to put myself in not only my client's shoes, but also their ideal client to think about what is going to draw them in. Because at the end of the day, without our customers, we don't really have a business. So we just have hobbies, really- <laughs> stressful <laughs> hobbies. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so moving on, how, um, how important is it, do you think, for these small businesses to have their own websites? And just to give you a little bit, we do have a couple of people who are still trading um, just solely on Etsy or not on the high street. How, um, and they know that I'm nagging them to get their own <laughs> websites. I don't think that they need to be coming off those platforms. I think those platforms are great for marketing. Yeah. Um, but I do think for those people that, you know, are maybe wanting to understand a little bit more, I do encourage them to go and look and maybe source a website. So how important is it, like, do you think for these businesses to have a website? Um, I think every business out there should have a website, 100%. And I think anybody that isn't, hasn't got their own website is missing a huge opportunity there because, yes, you can sell really well on Etsy or not on the high street or whatever marketplace it is, or even if you've just got a brick and mortar business and you don't even have an online presence, you're just missing out on this massive audience where you can have your whole consistent look and feel for your branding. You're not restricted by shop templates and the actual marketplace branding and you can create your own look and feel and people will then remember you and come Mm -hmm. back to you as a customer. And it's also 
going to get you visible online. So you might sell on Etsy, but there might also be hundreds of other people that sell that same product. So for you to stand out on there is going to be a million times harder. Whereas if you have your own website that is search engine optimized and it's um, mobile optimized, people are going to be able to find you because you're going to show up in Google search results. So I think it's absolutely essential and it just gives you more flexibility and build that kind of trust with your audience. I think a lot of the time now, unless you're looking, so for me personally, I would go to Etsy if I was looking for a low cost item. I wouldn't think to invest more money in a product because if I was, I would expect to buy direct from that person and go onto a website. And if they didn't have a website, I'd be thinking they're not necessarily a professional. Maybe it's a bit of a hobby rather than a professional business. So I think it's just about building that trust as well. So definitely you should have a website 100%. But yeah, Etsy, any other marketplace platform is amazing to have as an extra because you might make more sales that way. But it's so important to have your own website just to build that trust with your audience really yeah you articulated so much better than I did I just know that then <laughs> because I'm like I want you to be earning as much money off your products as possible I don't want you to be you know paying commission on anything but no you articulated it in a much better <laughs> format um <laughs> so how would you recommend starting with your branding for business owners so first thing is you need to know who it is you're targeting. So you've probably already talked about ideal client or ideal customer, dream customer, whatever you want to call it. It's thinking about that person that you want to be targeting and also thinking about what it is that you want to be known for. So what is your brand message that you're going to get across to your audience? Like what do you want people to know you for? And finding your niche. So there's going to be something about you that makes you different to your competitors. So it's about doing that kind of homework, thinking about what kind of feeling you want your audience to have when they come across you. So whether you're somebody that's into um, like recycled goods, maybe you're like really green, or maybe you want to have this really loud, bright, vibrant, happy kind of brand. So just thinking about what it is that you want to actually be getting across to your audience. So that's kind of the essential work to do before you even think about what branding or anything goes with your business and then it would definitely be going into getting your brand identity done so whether that's doing it yourself buying a pre-made design or working with a designer like myself so it's just making sure that you've done that initial bit of homework um, mm -hmm. so you know where you want to be going before you start creating any of the pretty stuff yeah good yeah mm, i'm just sat here going right yes making night <laughs> need need to do that <laughs> um i really like this question um how often do you think that you should change or update your branding and i ask because we've got we've got a real mixture of brands in tms we've got people who are very new we've got people who are maybe like two years old but then we've also got some businesses that have, have been running very successfully um for a really long time um how how often should they be re-looking at their branding really so I recommend certainly reviewing who it is that you're targeting, certainly every like year or so. And I think that's going to be the key thing that you need to be looking at, because if your ideal client is changing, your branding will need to be adapting with it. Because otherwise, if you're still targeting your old ideal client that doesn't necessarily fit with perhaps a new product range that you've got, or maybe your style has evolved if you make handmade products, you might find that you're actually targeting somebody else. So I think if you're just reviewing every 12 months or so, who it is that you're targeting, do your ideal customer profile, 
if it's exactly the same thing, great, you probably don't need to change anything at all, but it's always good to just come back to it. And if that has changed, to then make sure that you're updating your branding so that you are speaking to that customer that you want to be attracting at that point. So it might be that you have maybe five years, 10 years even with the same branding, but it's always good to come back to it and just give it a bit of a freshen up. And it doesn't have to be a really big dramatic change. So if you have a shop that's got all of your point of sale stuff and your signage and everything, and then you just think, oh, I can't possibly rebrand or look to change because you've obviously got a huge cost to pay. But if you just need a little bit of a tweak, it could be something as simple as a font that could change or maybe a slight color alteration. And then it might even be that you can keep your existing stuff and just swap it out gradually rather than have to do everything all in one go. So the first thing would be to just review your ideal client, but certainly every 12 months you should be looking at that really. I think, yeah, that's so good. And it's interesting. Lots of people, lots of particular members are popping into my head because they are new in their business. Um, and they are, I think sometimes they, you know, they are a little bit unsure of themselves and they keep fidgeting sometimes. So actually I think that's just a really good exercise for, you know, lots of them to do to kind of really ground them back into, okay, so what are my values? What am I champion? What, what is my aim? Um, has my customer changed like or am I just dictating and changing because there's so much noise and the imposter syndrome and you know the the competition where you're just like too busy looking at what everybody else is doing and not focusing on what you're doing can that sort of make you sway and pivot when actually it's like no your branding exercise could be a way of regrounding yourself a little bit and being like oh I remember why I did this and I remember why I wanted to do that um so no that's so important um Bear with me. I'm just glancing back at the thing. How, oh, we've done that one. How can you create a consistent, oh yes, I like this one. Um, (laughs) How can you create a consistent look and feel across your branding? I think that's because we've got social media and emails and websites and all of the stuff. So what are your tips? So this is where you need to have your brand identity because if you only have a logo design and maybe like a couple of colors, it's gonna be so, so hard for you to create consistent look and feel. So once you've got your brand identity, so your logo design, your color palette, your fonts, all the graphics and everything, it means you can follow that through to every single touch point of your customer's journey with you. So your packaging, when you're creating any graphics for social media, you can then use your brand fonts and your colors and graphics so that every single visual touch point that any of your audience sees, it's recognizable to you. Um, And it's just making sure that when you're posting any images, particularly on social media, so Instagram in particular, where you've just got this whole grid of images because it is obviously all about the photo on there, whereas Facebook's a bit more a mix between the kind of messaging you're getting across as well as the imagery. Mm -hmm. Instagram's all about the images. So it's really important that you look at your Instagram feed and that is your online shop window. So if it's not looking curated and consistent and reflecting what it is that you do and bringing in that brand identity, you're going to be looking like everybody else. And you just want to make sure that people will instantly go on there or see a post pop up in their feed and know, oh, that's so-and-so. Um, so that's how you start to get that consistency. And it's making sure that when you go to share a post, if it doesn't fit with your brand style and aesthetic and isn't going to be something your ideal client would like, then don't post it and make sure that you stick that on stories because then you can show more behind the scenes, but Mm -hmm. your feed, definitely you need to be sticking to 
what fits with your brand basically and just showing what you want your audience to see so those customers that maybe haven't bought from you if they're not going to enjoy this image and get anything from it then don't post it on there yeah and i loved what you said about um oh i can't remember what you specifically said but it just popped into my head that some some new businesses or even even more mature businesses have a habit of going oh my god i've seen so and so and she's doing exactly the same as what i'm doing and just what yeah. you said around there's lots of people doing what you're doing but it's only you can sell it how you're going to sell it and only exactly. you can put it across and i think you know you're never in today's day and age you're never going to be the only person in the world that's doing what you're doing unless you're <laughs> apple or Richard Benson or do you know what I mean there's very few things in the world where you know you've got that one one person but it really is your branding and I think people not to sound like a broken record but people will buy into brands they want to shop with them as opposed to just buy product from them um, yeah. and it all comes down to that experience so there will be a brand that everybody listening will love and you get you might not go there all the time but it might be somewhere you save up to go and buy because it makes you feel good like mm -hmm. you love the whole experience of buying from that brand whether it's online or offline you get excited when you receive that parcel in the post and it's about creating that excitement with your audience that's going to make them make you irresistible to them basically yeah exactly well that kind of leads us on to the next question um what's important in order to create a luxury experience for your customers so it's thinking about that whole customer journey. So making sure that you know every single touch point that they're going to go through. So when they first come across you, whether that's going to be in your shop, visiting your website, on Instagram or wherever it may be, making sure that you're creating this strong, consistent image. So going back to the previous one about having a curated brand. So making sure that all of your posts are really consistent. They've got this same kind of feel and style. So people are automatically going to know that you're a trustworthy business and that they're going to want to buy from you. And then when they have bought from you, they're going to receive not only a lovely product, but it's going to be packaged beautifully. And that doesn't have to cost lots of money. You can get recycled materials that still look lovely and adding things like handwritten notes and branded tissue paper can all be recycled as well. And adding stickers to your packaging, like a yay, they're here, or just something that's gonna add that personal touch that when they receive it, it's gonna make them feel good and they'll be excited to open it. And they're gonna be more likely to leave you that five-star review because we all want the reviews, don't we? As businesses, we, we rely on getting those reviews to get more business and to show others that we're trustworthy. So if you just think about that whole journey and how you can make that special for your customers when they're buying from you, yeah, I, I love that. And I talk a lot about um, the amount of effort that you have to put in to convert a new customer to what you have to convert an existing customer. Like you could yeah. put the effort in and you could convert your current existing customers so much easily. And it's because of all those details. It's because of all those details that they're much more likely to want to hop back and shop with you. And it makes returning customers just come back time and time again. So yeah, I love that. Cause I think in today's, and that's probably something that I've witted on a lot about during the pandemic in terms of trying to get new customers right now is tough. Yeah. Um, you really do need to be treating and rewarding and reaching out to those customers that have already shopped with you because they need no convincing on exactly. the brand it's the product that you've just got to sell to them as opposed yeah. to with new customers it's 
you've got to convince them on the product purchase, but then also the brand of who they're buying it from. So, yeah. yeah. And it's even thinking about ways that you can make them feel like, oh, they've made a difference to you and just make them feel good. So there's a lot of businesses that will thank them for their order with a handwritten note and maybe even give like a discount off their next purchase with you to really encourage that next sale. So it's just about creating that consistent sort of experience across every touch point of their journey so that they're going to, it's going to be irresistible for them to buy from you. So yeah, you want them to buy from you again and again and recommend you to their friends and family mm -hmm. and also come back to you for Christmas gifts. So even if they're not buying for themselves, they're going to think, right, I'm going to spend all of my money on this brand because I love what they do and how they package their items and all of that. Cause people will remember it. I'm terrible. I've got a whole stash in my office full of beautiful packaging from orders that I've placed yeah. from all sorts of businesses. So um, yeah, people do remember it. They do. They do. Yeah. It's definitely something worth investing in. So my final question for you is, is there anything um, that a small business should be looking at or looking into before working with a, a, a designer or a photographer? Yes. So make sure that you are at the right position. So if you're someone that is just starting up, you need to have a good idea of who it is you want to be targeting. You need to know obviously what your product range is, what you want to specialize in. If you're rebranding, you need to be at the right point to be able to rebrand. So again, you need to know what kind of direction you're going with your business, what your new goals are, who you're trying to be targeting. Because without getting to that point, you can think, oh, I don't really like my branding, I'm gonna rebrand. But if you're not quite in that stage where you've done all that background work, you could then have a new brand created that doesn't quite fit for your business. It's really important you're at the right stage. Um, in terms of what you need to look at from your brand designer or your photographer, 100% do not go straight to the packages and the prices. Look at their portfolio because you need to make sure that you love what they do. So I know so many people that will book a photographer or a brand designer or a website designer purely based on cost rather than looking at what it is that they're doing and then asking for something that they don't even provide because it's not their style. So every single brand designer will have their own kind of style. And so my designs are quite minimal, they're modern. I am not someone that is gonna give you a watercolor, really colorful floral kind of design. That's not my style. So if anybody came to me asking for that, I would pass them on to somebody else that would be able to do that. So it's important that when you're working with a designer that you have a right fit with them, have a discovery call, make sure that you're gonna connect with them because it's such an important part of your business. You need to make sure that you're confident you're gonna actually get that out of them. Um, and make sure that the actual files you're going to get are going to work across everything. So make sure you're going to get your web and your print files. And for website designs, you need to make sure that you're going to be able to use your brand fonts on there and get your images on there and have some kind of flexibility that you'll be able to make edits yourself if you want to. You might not want to, but just make sure you think about what it is you want to get out of this and that that supplier actually provides that as a service. Wonderful. Well, you've made it sound incredibly easy, Jackie. Amazing. Um, so just finally, before I let you go, um, what is the best way, if the guys have any questions or just, you know, want to ask you anything, what is the best way to get in touch with you? So I'm on Instagram pretty much all the time. So that's probably <laughs> the best place, <laughs> best place to get me. So um, I'm on all social media platforms and you can find me at Bailey Andrew. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I, um, I do you. appreciate your time and all of your advice that you've given to the guys. So yeah, I will speak to you very soon. Thank you. That's it, lovely people. You've been listening to the TMS podcast. Thank you.